Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high rise in beautiful Beverly Hills adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world famous Hollywood sign. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, a powerful force in stand-up comedy and the host of a daily show right here on SiriusXM's Urban View channel, an esteemed entry in the pantheon of one-name icons alongside such luminaries as Sting, Bjork, Enya, Charo, and Coolio. Hello and welcome, Godfrey. Hey, 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 what's up? <laughs> Coolio. <laughs> it's really funny when you go through the list of the people who have been doing the one name thing. For every Bono, there's like three Charos. <laughs> I'm going to be, the reason I, I did the one name thing was because people were screwing up my last name. It is. Danshima. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, just Godfrey. That's cool. It's strong enough. I know they're going to throw in the Gilbert Godfrey thing, but it'll fade after a while when I stay in the game long enough. Yeah. People will distinguish it. But Gottfried, his last name is G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D. Yes, it which is. Which is the German version of my British spelling, which means the same thing, God's gift of peace, yes. I'm Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-Y. Yes. He's Gottfried, mm -hmm. which is G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D. Naturally, it would seem that I'm not a, a, a an etymologist by trade, yes. but uh, it would seem like there'd be a God thing going on in there. Yes, Gott and God. How'd you end up with a name like God? My pops, Godfrey, and then he he gave it to me, Godfrey mm -hmm. Jr. There it is. Bang! That's solid. That British Nigerian. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I always yes. wonder what the hell my parents were thinking. Yeah. We go, I mean, they were only going to have the one boy. Right. Mike. Just, that's it. May as well call Lazy. him like male. Right. Mike. Yeah. Or the dude named Mike. Mm -hmm. This Mike. John. You miss John almost. Oh, well, that's like, you see, I'm Irish Catholic. So ah. oh. they were like, oh, we're not. Let's go outside the box. Let's not do John or Patrick. Wow. What does that leave us exactly? Michael. Right. Michael. <laughs> or yeah. Benjamin. That could be. It could have been Benjamin. That would have been more ben. distinctive. I got a sweet middle name. I'm, you, have what's, a middle, you have a middle name? Yeah. What's your middle name? Leonard. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Leonard. That swung in 77, Godfrey. Like Mark, Mark, Mike Leonard. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Leonard is a good word. Mm, is a good name? Leonard. Uh, Leonard. Name Mike a, Leonard. Name a cool Leonard. Oh, Nimoy's first Leonard Nimoy. I was like, going to oh, say oh, Nimoy. Yeah, that, guy's, that guy's on fire. Leonard Catnip for the ladies. Leonard Leonard Leonard, um, Leonard. There's a oh, oh no, that's not. That's Leonard. Ah no, there. Damn, you're right. Mm, it's tough. Yeah, Bernstein Shit. probably got. A I know a Leonard, but that's kind of that's like pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, Different yeah, yeah. No, accents on the get, words. Once, once you get um, Mediterranean, yeah. anything flies. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I don't know uh, a whole lot about you. Right. You and I have had a couple of uh, random encounters here around right, the, in the, the, the campus. Yes. Um, I know that you know a surprising amount, to me surprising, about uh, classic, the halcyon days of Hollywood. God, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> How and why did you arrive at that knowledge? My mom. Um, my mother was a big time, old school classic movie watcher. Mm -hmm. And she knows everything. She knew she watched everything, knew everything. 
everything. Myrna Lo- yeah, that's how I know Myrna, Myrna Loy and Greta Garbo. M Y R N A. Right. L O Y. Errol Flynn. Myrna Loy is a thing, right? Because she turned herself into a director and was way ahead of yeah. not even many actors did that to say nothing right. of actresses. Yeah. And you came into this knowledge and you grew up in, in Nebraska. Chicago. Uh, I was born in Nebraska, okay. grew up in Chicago. Father went to school in Nebraska, Lincoln. Boom. Yeah. Two years old baby. Chicago. And yeah, Nigeria to Chicago. And so, yeah, man, my mother was just a movie classic watcher. Was this like AMC or is this before AMC? Oh, this AMC? before AMC. Mm-hmm. It was before AMC, yeah. Before AMC had just like the specific movie channel. Yeah. Before that, it was just movie classics. On the weekends, they would show, we had like, and every local affiliate had their own movie classic show. Because we had this guy by the name of Frazier Thomas. He would do movie classics and he was the ringmaster for the Bozo show. He goes, I'm Frazier Thomas, and welcome welcome to Movie Classics. You know, he would host that. So he had two jobs. Oh, yeah, because it was all Chicago shit. Mm-hmm. They, could, they could literally, you know, be in the same studio, probably just move the camera over. You right, know what right, I mean? right, right, that's right. What amazing, that's what amazing. When you look at TV now and you go to these studios, you go, oh, that's all they did was turn the camera around? Mm-hmm. Because when you're small, you're like, whoa, he's on this channel. Yeah. You, you know don't what even mean? think about the fact that every time you saw the Cosby show, they were always in one of three rooms. <laughs> Exactly. He just didn't put. He just didn't. That's, he didn't that's, ask that's movie questions. magic, television yeah. magic, uh-huh. and WGN was where I watched a lot of the movie classics, which happened to be across the street from my high school. Okay. When I went to high school. I was going WGN. Oh God, it's right across the street. You know what I mean? And uh, my mother was just. She knew. I mean, she just. Yeah. Every whether it's breakfast, it's Tiffany's, Catherine Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn, George Pappard. We could just keep going. Robert Mitchum, William Holden. I mean, the name just naming them. Uh, it, yeah. It, from Citizen K, I've, my mother watched every everything. Do you have one from that era, a person or whatever? Like I'm a my um my spirit animal is Cary Grant. Okay, in my opinion, Archibald Leach. Archibald Leach. Yeah. Yep. Uh, grew up in Bristol. Uh, father had his mother committed. Probably yeah. was not actually yeah. crazy. Ran away from home. Joined he, an acrobat troupe. The he Pender was a gay Boys. man. See, he was a gay man. I've read I've read all the books and I haven't seen any conclusive no. proof. Well, there's a dude. Um, there's a new documentary of that guy, the uh, gas station dude. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You know about it? You know what I'm talking about? I do. I didn't see it. That came yeah, out recently. Good. That he yeah. was he was having sex with. He, he was, was a, he, he was a he was a um, he had, he had he a, a little he had, he had a little yeah he was a, like a male prostitute but he pimped out people right and he had a little gas station people would pull over to the gas station. And go, hey, uh, you're up. a nice looking. He was a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, hi. And he'd be, he'd be movie producers, all kinds of people. And he, like at the beginning of the documentary, you see the pages of people who he, it was the, it was the Desi Arnaz and Lucy. It was all these people. He goes, yeah, they would come by and say, hey, you're a nice looking kid. I'm a producer. I have a nice swimming pool. You want to hang out? He goes, sure. Then he would have his, his, his other buddies who were his male prostitutes. And it would be Cary Grant, beat all those guys, right? And, and then they showed that. Cary Grant's lover. He lived with the the dude. They show the guy. Okay, the guy that he lived with is Randolph Scott, right? That in and of itself, because there was a photo shoot that they did back in the studio system. I'm sure yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about, where they're hanging out around the house, and one of yeah. them is wearing an apron, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh my yeah. god, how much more obvious yeah. did it need yeah. to be?" But yeah. this was something that the studio set up to go look at these two swinging bachelors. Yeah. the fact that he was a roommate on and off because he got married and divorced a bunch of times yeah. with Randolph Scott to me doesn't prove anything. Well, in and I of mean, it doesn't mean he's not gay. I'm not, I'm not surprised, and it's just this guy was there. And, and I mean, the documentary is pretty cool. Yeah, it it, it it's mainly yeah, about his that. life now. It's cool. It gets a little like, eh, but 
he was he was like, yeah, this dude that he goes, dude, and he didn't give a shit. He was like, dude, they all fucked, dude. They all sucked him. You sucked him. You tricked this guy. You tri-. He's like a literally a pimp. Yo, this guy got tricked off. Oh, this this producer loved getting tricked off by dudes, dude. And he's ninety something years old. This guy, yeah. he was there. Mm, yeah, he was there. But either way, um, yeah, I you you yours was Cary Grant. Yeah. I loved I loved Cagney. Okay, I, I was I liked Cagney. I just I loved Cagney because. Not only was he, I love his gangster shit, and but also he was very funny. You know, I like when you know my thing is when he mushed. It was a Catherine Hepburn with the with the thing goes. Ah, I I was everybody a, knows the clip. Uh, yeah, Even I if they love, don't know that they know right, what they know. It. I yeah. love. Look, mom, I told you I would make it. White light. I love top of the world. Yeah, top of the world. I like. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a James Cagney. But that's me. Cagney okay. just want to smack the shit out of somebody sometimes. But then you're cool too. That leads me to the other thing <laughs> that I. <laughs> Um, I, you have been accused on this show oh, really? very recently, you, of being a prime example, Godfrey, of toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. You've I heard even, this. I admit it. You're, wow. Okay. I didn't who, realize. Who, didn't expect did you someone to... accuse me? Oh, yeah. You and I have one mutual friend. Oh, yeah. And he was sitting in that chair oh, five good. minutes ago. Okay. Good. Yeah, I have toxic. I, I say it. Uh-huh. I even say it in my jokes. I go, I, my toxic masculinity even affects me when it, when when there's drizzle outside. I don't know if I should take an umbrella. I don't want to look like a bitch with an umbrella. It's just drizzle, dude. Mm. But it's like yeah. my max. My I have male toxicity. Sure, I have a lot. Of, but I but yeah. I I do have a. There's a feminine side to me which I like. There's things that are soft that I love. Mm-hmm. You know. But I do have. I'm, I'm old school. I'm just like a regular dumb dude. Yeah. But I don't mm-hmm. want it to be affecting where I'm putting people down or abusing. I don't. I don't abuse women. Like no, no, know. no. Of course not. And if you're but, bringing yeah. it up on stage and accusing yourself of it, then yeah, obviously sure. everything has to have a punchline. In I accuse my. Oh yeah. So if you're I, bringing it up, you're bringing it up so you yes. can take the air yes. out of it. But um, I like flowers and stuff. I like okay. All that no, stuff. no, no. Flowers are cool and shit. Flowers. Though, are cool. yeah. All it is is plants fucking for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's flowering is the plant's sexual reproduction. Production. That's right. So it's just fucking. That's so why people love them. It's kind of badass. Plants are boning each other, man. Right. Uh, it's you know it's a tough time. Do you have kids? No, as far as I know. Oh come I on. Hope, there, I use some... condoms, but I hope it mm-hmm. nothing broke. You've been around a little bit. I know, but no, I have no kids. Yeah. No kids. No you want marriage. Kid? You want, you want nothing. Kids? I, I'm neither here nor there. I guess. Hopefully, I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm at this point. Like I'm here. I'm single. I'm doing com- I'm doing my career still what I don't know I date girls I don't know That's the right way to do it it creeps me it? out it, it, well no it is because people who um it's very stupid when people say I need to be married because yeah. you know what I I'm I'm very happily married I, yes. I love being a husband and, and that's awesome. and I and I love my kids Yeah Do you know what I would really not like if what? I had just married some chick because I needed to be married and I didn't actually really like right. her or enjoy her right. company. And, right. and and the things that bugged me a little bit 15 years ago Ooh. were now fucking tines of a fork <laughs> oh, getting yeah. under my, my Oh yeah. My soft, the soft skin of my belly of every course. time she opened her mouth or chewed on her cereal or something oh, like that. Let the spoon hit her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> My brother hates that. Dude, that's my biggest... Oh, I, can't, oh, I don't even like, know if I can get into this. let the spoon hit your teeth, bro? There's people in my house that make news, <laughs> that make noise when they eat. Oh, mouth noises are the worst. I can't... Don't give them a banana. It's, oh, it's irrational. Well, yes. and there's a, there's, a, there's a Japanese way of making noise when you... My wife's Japanese. Her family's oh, Japanese. Okay. And, and you get, basically get to a cultural thing where... Are you, what, are you like a fetishy dude? Are you like mm-hmm. Asian fetish? Or you just met her because you liked her? Or was you fetish like... Because I noticed 
Mm-hmm. And this is just me. I know it's a lot of white dudes. My friends love white Asian women. It's oh, like they just love them. Like it's almost creepy. No, no, no. I got that in my act. Um, okay, <laughs> but yeah. no, I'm not. Uh, like if I, 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 yeah, I would say I was and am into Asian women. I would also say I was and am into white women. Okay. <laughs> my, I never was in a relationship with an Asian woman before my wife. Oh, okay. So. I don't think that I don't think okay, you had guy. different white girl. Than the, you. the funny thing is, I didn't I realize said the Asian girls are new white girls. So go ahead. No, that's the you should. Yeah, it's my act. I, I, yeah. yeah, I say she, this is the new white girl. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, white I, say, I, I, I say I'm so white. My wife is Asian. Yeah, yeah. Because it really they're the new white girl. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. I didn't realize it's how many too. how many Asian. It, it, I do feel like such a cliche because there's lots and lots of Caucasian Asian couples. Man, and, it's a lot of white dudes. And find me exactly white dudes with Asian girls, and a lot of times mm-hmm. it's the Asian girls that are from the country, not the Asian American ones. A lot of them are just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I very happy. It's that shit because they ain't trying to get no. They don't want any rebellion. Um, they don't want any rebellion. They don't want no talk back. They want that old school. I will do everything you say, sir. I am a solid citizen. I've been I'm out. A, with, I've I've dated yeah. a Japanese girl who didn't barely knew English, mm-hmm. uh, and that, and I'm, I don't have an Asian girl fetish. I just like women. It's, yeah, right. and I I did Asian girl. My first menage was with two Japanese girls. Oh wow, which was crazy. They just they they first of all sexually, yo, do not sleep on that innocent bullshit. Have you seen Japanese uh, porn? It's amazing. Isn't it funny how they blur out blur out their their penis, which is yeah. like usually the least twisted thing that's happening yeah, yeah, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, they blur it out, and the dude is usually you don't see the dude's face. Oh, the dude's it's always the girl. Porn or oh yeah, it, there's so many levels of creepy, and they're always like and then she's going itai means pain, itai means pain, and it's like and they all sound the same. Sorry to say that, but they all make the same sound. It's weird. That's how culturally structured they are. Even their porn yeah. sounds are the same. Well, we all go through little phases like that as a culture. Like there was definitely a time in America where the the hot chick was pretty blonde. much going to be yeah a blonde, blonde a Barbie a Barbie doll Barbie, yeah. So that maybe they're just kind of. And I never that. liked blondes. I never I never understood. I mean mm-hmm. the blo- I never understood the blonde girl being the top chick. I never got that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was what just, color hair do you put at the top I, of the I, hair? I, I, dark haired women were uh-huh. always was well. Black women are my favorite. So okay, but pretty is pretty. It doesn't matter with the race. Yeah. Hot is hot. But everybody has their what their their affinity. I love beautiful women. Period. But I love black women the most. That's me. But I love. I mean, I've been out with Latin women. Hey, oh, I've been with. Oh, it doesn't matter. I live in New York. Give me a break. It's, mm-hmm. You can you everybody dates everything. You know. Yeah. And. um Blonde girls, I never got it. I, I knew some blondes that were like, oh, now she's fucking hot. Yeah. But it was just like, if you were blonde, you were just in. I never got that. And the dark hair, they would skip the dark haired woman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're, you like, you're like a racist against hair color. Like, well, it's definitely true. I think you yeah. take a woman who can, not even women who can't pull off blonde hair, like just their skin color right, or whatever. Right, it's just right, like, obviously right, that's right. not like Gwen right. Stefani. It's like you right. have like olive skin and blonde hair. That's yeah. obviously your, your yeah. eyebrows are like black. Yeah, that's obvious. But I, I believe that this has probably been tested. If not, I'm sure it could be and would bear out what I'm about to say. You take a woman with, with brown hair and, I don't know, put her on Tinder or whatever, mm-hmm. see what her swipe thing is. Just dye her hair blonde. It's going to go up. It goes up. Yeah. It's just, I think it's it's been instilled in us. Mm-hmm. Like a white, it's like a white doll and a black doll, and the kids go, "I want the white doll instead." It's just that it's just a Eurocentric mm-hmm. brainwashing that they do because they never really evenly gave like dark-haired people 
credit. Like, like this is beautiful too. Make yeah. make it an even thing. Well, is it you know? uh, is it okay? So now I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with High Noon. You mean the, the, the Gary, cowboy Gary yeah, yeah, Cooper? Gary Cooper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the two women in it, right? Yeah. There's the 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 one who is sensual, worldly, yes. probably yes. has a kid somewhere, <laughs> accent, mm-hmm. dark, dark hair. hair. <laughs> the put her on the pedestal. Yeah, that's right. She's perfect. Mm-hmm. You're sexually attracted to her, but that's ultimately right. you see putting her in a little box and marrying her and keeping her at home. That's, right. that's Grace Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's probably got a lot to do with it. Of too, course. Right? Of course. Even when you go, like, uh, when I travel and you go duty free, when you see duty free, it's Charlize Theron. It's, a, it's all these blonde haired chicks, a lot of blonde haired chicks yeah. for colognes, for whatever. Oh, dark yeah. hair. Yeah. I've noticed that in duty free. Duty free. I have a video I did about duty free. I'm like, man, it's so white in duty free. It's like, you know, black people wear watches. You know, we wear tag hewer. And I, I go, if Denzel Washington was in an ad, everybody would buy that shit. Right. Because black people sell. I mean, Jordan, yeah. LeBron. Right. If, 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 I, I guarantee you, if you, if you have Jackie Chan with a suit, people are going to buy that shit. Oh, my God. I, I mean, but yeah. they, but it's, and, and he does. He, 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 and I'm not yeah. saying there's anything wrong. And people always misconstrue words when you say, hey, man, there's too many white people. There is. It's like if I say, hey, put some other people that look, there, a lot of people, First of all, I would think Chinese buy more watches than anybody because there's more of them on the planet than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it behoove you to have an Asian? Can we have an Asian advertise something? Well, but see, that to me is mm. their um, institutionalized, Lies. internalized racism, racism yes. of is. Yes. OK, so if I'm opening a duty free store mm-hmm. and I want to sell to rich um, Americans, Euros, and Chinese, mm. I know the Americans, they will literally not consciously see an ad that has a beautiful Chinese lady wearing yeah. this watch, so I can't do Chinese. Is the exact opposite thing going to happen to Chinese billionaires when they see Charlize Theron? No, they're probably going to stop and look at that perfume right. or whatever, so right. maybe because that of, is the common denominator this, yeah. of global beauty. And that's the thing they should change. They it's happening. Change. It's happening. Eh. It, you know, what, what do you, you know, what do you, you, know, what do you, what you know, they should no, change. Who, white, who, white, white, men, white, old white men. How, who, anytime I go they, I mean yeah. old white dudes. Okay, what lever anytime do it's they, they or have any, to pull to actually change? Um, just to not do that shit anymore. Just go, all right, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put, well, let's try. Yeah. Let's try to put this black girl in this one. Let's try to put this Spanish guy on this one. Let's just spread it out. Because the world is not mm-hmm. that, what, just no. this one monotone color. I, I mean, it's not monot. Yeah, so it's not. What is it? Oh, homogenized. It's like, yo, let's try it and see what happens and see what our sales do. You know, let's do it for a minute. Don't do it for a week. Well, they for sure test market. Do test shit. market it. Yeah, and let's see. Uh-huh. Be fair. Don't don't do no bias bullshit. Yeah. Be fair. It's like it's like if I throw kids in a bunch of kids, let's say three or four years old, without the parents' interruption. All right, before they start teaching their bullshit, let's put them in a room. With TVs of Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> different races of people. I wonder which one's wh- Michael Jackson. What is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would wonder which what what the kids would gravitate towards, like different races on the t- screen. Oh, they just don't care. Yeah, I'm they, just, I, I just wonder who they gravitate towards. You know. Oh, I see. Well, I, I think that they were are they are colorblind, so what they're mm-hmm. going to gravitate if you put. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, MJ and Michael Jordan, Michael, and then you put like the white 
people yeah. on there. And, they're going to gravitate to which one they like, which is right. not. So it's not. It's not they're going to gravitate to one color over another. They're just going to. They're not going to let color be a factor in which one they are right. attracted to. Right. 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 See, I just think. Mm. I think I'm. Everybody is so freaked out, and everybody is so triggered, and everybody is so god damn touchy nowadays that I'm if, always my my instinct now has become look when you look at the problem how are we all just freaking out about this how is this not actually a problem how is this probably going to take care of itself and all of our hand wringing and tweets and retweets don't have anything to do with it so everybody may, may as well just shut the fuck up and get a life I don't know that the old rich guys can change the tastes of 50-year-old consumers, nor do I think they're very interested in doing that. I think they're more interested in giving those people what they want than in trying to re-educate them. They want their money. They don't want to re-educate oh, them. No. Oh, no. But mm -hmm. the people who respond to that will get old and will die. And I, I have we, faith we, we that, hope so. that the next but, generation will be more... The, okay. I was just... It was, just, it was perfect yeah. what you said. There's a problem with the next generation. Mm -hmm. They are taking these old philosophies and, 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 and perpetuating the same shit. Which is which is pathetic because why is there? And I have my friend whose seven year old kid was called the N word in a soccer game by another kid that was seven. Oh so, my god! So yeah, where it, in L A. Oh my! And, and my friend, they have money. Her father was like a uh, major league baseball manager. Um, they're ma they're a major league baseball family, African American. Mm -hmm. And and I, and and I was like, oh, what's wrong with your son? He's like, oh, he had a bad day today. It's like the kid. We're going back to the school to talk. The kid called him an N word. I said. Seven years old, man. So that means these so-called progressive parents yeah. are teaching this shit. You know what I mean? That's the problem. It's like, yeah, we want these old people to die, but they're like, I'm leaving you a legacy. Remember, continue my bullshit. <coughs> and it's up to people that are so-called progressive mm -hmm. to not get upset when they have a Mexican neighbor, not get mad when you see a black person walking to Starbucks. That's the problem. It's the microcosmic shit. It's the microaggressions that are more the problem. Not just the big problem. Like, we need to come together. Fuck that. It's the microaggressions. You understand? It's like if you see, if, you, if you're if you on the elevator, don't grab onto your purse, miss. Nobody's trying to take your shit. Right. Don't do that. I've, man, I've seen that shit, dude. This I believe shit, you. It's retarded. Yeah. And I've literally told a lady, are you serious right now? Mm -hmm. In the elevator, I go, are you serious? You think I'm really trying to grab your purse? You think that actually gripping it is going to keep me from taking it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just like when you yeah. did that, I go, I just came from the gym. Really? This? Yeah. Oh, man, I should have worked out. Come on, stop. Mm -hmm. Enough. I'm Look at me. First of all, you, we should learn to read, unless you're just doing it to insult me. We should learn to read body language. Know when somebody's shady. You know when someone's like, nah, this guy isn't right. Whether it's black, white, whatever. Oh, God, yeah. But don't do that and insult me. And you know I didn't come in trying. Stop. Yeah. Stop I, with that shit. I agree with you. And, you know, and, you know, and I, Little and shit I'm, like that needs yeah. to be taken care of. You know? It does, and it needs to be addressed, and it all needs to be mm -hmm. aired out. And it's, it's that's what we're doing right now as a culture. Yeah. And, and it's it's an ugly process, but mm -hmm. it's it's a necessary process. And I yeah. think that everybody, like, there's somebody who just heard you say that right now who says, um, who, who just bristled at that instinctively. Good. Tired, tired of being attacked. Well, see, I don't, I don't, th that's your. You mean tired of, you mean me, me saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, that, you know, microaggressions. And, it's the and, truth. And 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 I think that okay, I would argue. I think everybody needs to first of all go. Rather than does that challenge what I think I believe? Yes, it does. Fuck that. I hate that. I'm so much more inclined to say okay, based on what you just said, yeah. I'm inclined to believe you. 
my experience is not your. Oh, experience. you're a white male. So, I, so, so, but you're totally being honest, dude. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what that's like. Good, you, exactly. I'm not telling you you're wrong. Not but, at all. But it would also be pretty insane for me to go, "Fuck yeah, dude! That's yeah, your exactly. life is shitty." Like, how the if hell do I If I was a know? white male, I'd be the same way. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's like. That don't happen to me. Yeah. And, and I don't cool. expect you. And I'm happy to hear other people's yeah. experiences because that's yeah. how we, that's the best. We're not going to walk a mile in each other's shoes. That's exactly. the closest we're going to get to broadening. Exactly. I will say that my naive Pollyannish way of looking at the world that I have adopted <laughs> in the last two years as a survival <laughs> mechanism, Right. <laughs> I think microaggressions uh, yes. are infinitely preferable to macroaggressions. No and if that is how the process of easing ugly shit out of our culture happens, well, then we're on the right track. You know, you're on it, right, but the problem is is micro and macro are, hand, are going hand in hand and working constantly, mm-hmm. which has to stop. I mean, the micro, you got the macro shit. Like, we can go, remember slavery? Yeah, yeah. Remember the Klan? But it's like, Dude. what about the everyday shit in your office where you have African-Americans, I know that work in the corporate world, and they'll just tell you the shit that goes on. You go, dude, I mean, every time they're bringing up this, this, that, they, you know, they fucking, they, they, they cheated me on this and this, just little, it's just always little shit on pay, on this, and it's constant, constant. And that comes from macro shit because they go, well, I don't like black people, so I'm going to make it hell for this one black employee. I'm, you know, if he comes in late, I'm going to make it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking bury him. Hmm. But if my white employees come in late, that's ah, all right. You know, how but many, my, not very few people think that way. Yeah, but I, I, I don't I would love to give white people credit, mm-hmm. but I don't. And I believe that they think like this a lot about us. I just do because I've lived in this skin and I and it's not. Listen, I got like I got more white friends probably than you do. I got a lot of no, white friends. All my friends are Asian. I got a lot of, probably <laughs> probably now. <laughs> but I have a lot. And, and it's not and it's corny to say that. But I have a lot of friends from every race. Like a lot of them that I that I that I hang with, that I yeah. eat with, break bread with. Sure. Well, your but, line of work in and of itself it just exposes boom, you to. So I've been in stand up around center for a couple of years, yes. and it's just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like being in sports or something. Like we only have yeah. one common denominator, yeah. and that has nothing to do with our upbringing or you right. know you, you right. might culturally get into high lie, mm-hmm. but you. Comedy appeals to everybody from all walks of life. So, it's, it's, okay. I, and you hope it would. Mm-hmm. That you know, I've been doing comedy twenty years, and and I've been doing it in the best city in the world, which is New York, because of the diversity, because of the internationalism, because of how smart people are. Yeah, people are well traveled in New York. You I know, love New York. It's not black and white. It's just there's so much shit in New York, and you would think that this would be the thing to bring people together comedy would because comedy is a is a fucking rough sport man it's a it's an art of it's an art form of words and it's an art and it's an art form of your life and you're conveying your life to somebody and when somebody gets offended i go you're being a narcissist how dare you get mad at my fucking life i'm telling you about my life and what i went through and you're pissed off because you're uncomfortable from what i fucking went through Comedy is pain plus time. That is the equation. Tragedy because plus time equals comedy. Most yeah, yeah. comedians are angry. I don't give a fuck who you are. There's an anger in it. There's an anger. I've been in this I've been in long enough. I've been fortunate. I worked for Cosby. I've been I've been advised. Seinfeld has always been a fan of mine. I've been advised by Seinfeld. I've been advised by Bernie Mac. So I've been around these and his comedy is 
pain plus time. And different people have different kinds of pains yes. because we're always annoyed by something. Seinfeld's pain was derived from the dry cleaner? He's annoyed. He, I asked, he, said, he says, I'm always annoyed by shit. I'm just always, I'm just angry about a lot. I've, just, I've seen him, I've seen him literally shit on people. Like when they don't, he doesn't know you, he's going to look at you crazy. He's like, hey, can I get a, he goes, no, you can't. Who are you? Like, yeah. he's that dude. He's kind of a dick. I think, Not that's, in a come, I think that's come out in the last 10, 15 but years. He's, he's kind yeah. of, but that's what, that's the fuel that makes people funny. Even if you don't like his style, like me, I'm like, I'm a black dude. I just want to, I just want to be treated fairly. You know, I'm you're just injustices. That's my anger. It's just I just want people to be treated fair. I don't like inhumanity. I don't like condescension. I don't like seeing other people being treated like shit. My mother was like that. I cannot stand that shit. And that's my anger. My anger is just annoyance of things. That's all. Mm-hmm. I love people to death. I just have a passion for correcting wrongs in my art form yeah, yeah the best know. way i can i got you now i'm trying to think of comedians <sighs> now because i just pretty much my job to be a contrarian maybe it isn't that's the way i treat it okay what are you saying how can i strongly disagree with this yeah go ahead I'm trying to think of comedians that i know or am aware of that i don't feel like are fueled by anger oh somebody else who talked about you are they um, not fueled by anger but because they want to make sure they're in good with the powers that be or because are they being real with themselves mm-hmm. Because some of them are being fake. There's some people putting on an act, which is fine. Yeah. Some of them are like, oh, he's this way. I go, anyway, I come from the I come from the school of funny motherfuckers. That's what I come from. Yeah. Patrice, Bill Burr. I come from that school. I came up with those guys. Right. I, I come, Dave Attell, I see every night. Mm-hmm. I come from the school of funny motherfuckers. Plain and simple. Yeah. Straight through. Dave Chappelle. All those are my, my, my that's my crew. I don't. A lot of these comics are pandering. I, I notice they're pandering. A lot of them are. There's a lot of bum ass comics on the mic. They're bums. I don't give a fuck whether it's alternative. I don't give a fuck if you're juggling. There's a lot of safe people playing it safe. Half of these fuckers aren't even ready for specials, which they get on and I and suck at it. I'm just being There's honest. A lot of bad specials. Oh my god! Is and this, I tried I, to watch. Being fair, I watched. I said, let me watch. I'm just gonna watch, and I go, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Oh yeah, so when you know you're talking, talking about, about. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking. When, when you are talking about this phenomenon of of comedians who aren't up to snuff, are you saying that there's always been a lot of bad ones? Or do you feel like we're living in an era where there are an especially large number of really terrible comics? Yes, I think because of like you just said that everybody's so super touchy, there are people literally kowtowing their comedy. So they can like, oh, I want to make sure I get a spe- I want to make sure I, I want to make sure. But you know what? If you're in comedy long enough, it's going to change you. you there's going to be a point where you're like, man, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. I want to be on Because I'm a Carlin fan, Pryor, Mooney. Joan Rivers was a fan of mine. Really? Which, yeah. I met That's her in great. Montreal a year before she died. She was a fan. Like literally, I was in this. Joan Rivers was doing. I do Montreal every year. And Joan Rivers was doing a spec. And everybody was like, Joan Rivers was doing her set, you know? And I, we were all waiting in in the back, waiting. Have you been to Montreal? I have not. Okay, if if you ever go, when you probably go at some point, um, I, and we're all waiting. Is this place called Place des Arts where we do the television shows? I do co- Canadian television every year, and it's a, it's it's a it's in backstage. It's you know a waiting room, and everybody's waiting for Joan Rivers, and and you know they everyone has their laminates and and all the French can help. Oh, please, Joan Rivers is not ready. Blah blah. And people go, uh, and one guy comes out and says, Joan, Joan would like to see you, Godfrey. She's a big fan. And I just walked through everybody. I was like, excuse me? And That's she's awesome. like, I'm a big fan. You're amazing. Da, 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 da. And I, she's one of my heroes. 
and just because what she did for women in the '60s and her honesty and yeah. and, and 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 Richard Pryor and Carl, I saw Carlin live. That's great. I saw Joan Rivers uh, two or three years before she died yeah. up the street at the Sabin, the, the the Beverly just Hills. Dope. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I mean, I just like that's my style, and I think I'm not. Listen, there's a guy like by the name of Brian Regan, one of my favorite comics. Brian Regan, mm-hmm. clean as fuck, but hilarious. He's just funny. It doesn't mean you being a comic means you got to be mad at everybody. No. no, you're talking about that's what's in the furnace. Oh yeah, it's just look at Cosby. Look mm-hmm. how angry he was. It was a different. It was a different <clears throat> twisted. But Cosby was a clean guy. Yeah, comic comedic wise. But look at what he was though. Everybody has. No, he's got. You're saying he has. Oh man, Greg Giraldo, one of the most brilliant comics. Went to the same high school as him. Harvard Law. I knew Giraldo was my boy. I knew his daughter. I knew his sons and his wife. Look at him. Look what he went through. I mean, yeah. I see, you know what I mean? Right. I, yeah. So, I, so the ahead. guy who mentioned you yeah. on this show yeah, uh, recently me. is uh, is Burt Kreischer. My man! Right, which is I what... I love Burt. He goes, yo, he, dude, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's my okay, boy. Okay, now I know Burt. You know Burt better than I do. I, I know him... 97. I know him reasonably He's well. My man. <laughs> if you're going to say that what's fueling Burt Kreischer is ultimately anger, then I think you've pretty much just described... You're, you're saying the human condition is to be fueled by anger because he does not strike me as a... But as, I know as, Bert, and I know where his anger is. I, I know. And I'm not going to say I, I it on the, on the thing, but I know where his anger and his frustrations are. But, Why, but, but we all this have is where, anger. And, uh, right, but, I know. But, yeah, we all not, do, but say, comics have weird, an anger. He's got family there, stuff. There's, there's something there's... I'm telling you, because mm-hmm. I know comedians... I When you have to understand when you... when you I know Bert. Yeah. I've had conversations with cats. You are talking about a comedy cell at two in the morning. We're talking real shit. People mm-hmm. drunk and keeping it real. For I know David Tell. I know I know Judah Friedland. These are my friends. I, I know what they're angry about. And I go, everybody's angry. Steve Byrne, are you serious? He's one of the angriest dudes on the planet. I can see that. We have the same birthday. Me and John Lovitz, good friend of mine. Same birthday, July 21st, and Robin Williams. I hung out with Robin Williams a lot. I, I'm. You see what they were. I'm telling you. Well, Robin Williams, obviously. I'm, you know. But but you wouldn't know if you met Robin. He was the nicest, most humble dude in the world. But you see what he was suffering. I'm telling you, it's uh, it. Uh, but it's levels of it. I me. Do people gonna say, well, God for you, obviously, man. I'm. I mean, I'm just obviously mad at just injustice. I'm not like an. Ang- I'm a pretty happy guy. It seems like because I was. My parents were wonderful. I had a. I have a, my sister's awesome. My brother's awesome. I went to college. I had a great college life. High school was great. No abuse. No. I'm. I'm African. It's. I'm pretty happy guy, but I'm mad at injustice. That's all. Just mad at injustice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where my I don't have a problem telling people, I'm, but I'm not an angry dude because I give hugs after shows. I laugh a lot. Yeah. But I like to go on stage and be angry. It's good. So it's, it makes it funny to me. That's so, just to me. You know so I mean? Chad Zumok tells me you're you're the kind of guy who uh, no, this isn't a bad. A I don't, bad I don't thing. really. I don't really care. I went digging for dirt on you. With I, that. I, I, I like it. I love it. You're Mike Wallacing me right now. I'm trying. <laughs> that you're the kind of guy who you you can you write on stage to put it mildly you you're yeah. comfortable going up there uh-huh. with nothing mm-hmm. and riffing yeah. I'll and get a subject and go i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna base this on this one subject yeah and you'll do that at like it's one thing to do that for a 15 minute spot at the store mm-hmm. you'll do that for paying customers who came out to see godfrey sure. and yeah. and you're comfortable with your ability to mm-hmm. land on your feet doing that because i've done it for 20 years I was Did, never. Were you ever not that guy? I was always that guy. Oh, I always, okay. I always changed my act. 
Like I always did something different. Mm-hmm. I was just I, even as an amateur, I would just try something else because my brain would go, "Hey, try that instead huh. of that." Because oh, okay. most people usually need to go through the thing right where yeah. they. This is where I am, where you're like yeah. you're trying to be a stand up comic, and yeah. then something happens. Either you get stabbed on the way to the club, or your wife leaves you, or you get yeah. really really high yeah. and forget your jokes. And yeah. at a certain point, you have to. Uh, I was at a comedy club up in somewhere in Canada, and I saw a thing that where, Brian, where what city? Somewhere in the middle. I've done them all: Saskatchewan, Red Deer, Kelowna, it London. Have been the Saskatchewan, London. What's uh, the one that's kind of like a kind of like a like a like a ballroom on the second floor of a casino? Oh, it, it wasn't. Oh, it's a yuck yucks. Oh, yuck! You're not talking about. I'm, there's there's Vancouver. I do Calgary, Vancouver. Toronto. I might have been Calgary. Calgary. I, I do Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a casino. Calgary because yeah, 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 I was right. just there in January. Right, we were there, I guess over the, I forget when yes. we were there. Uh, Brian Callen had written on the wall, everybody signs all this shit about yeah, yep, the Nico. That's the, I have, yep, you sign and call, yep. But yeah, the Nico's Potsensakis thing. Uh, go to the precipice or the cliff or whatever and jump, you will sprout wings. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that most comics need to get through. It sounds like something you didn't need to get through. You were sort of born well, I was born, but I was. That. I had to work hard. I had, my, my stand-up when I first started in Chicago was, um, you know, I had a lot of personality. A lot of, you know, I didn't have real jokes. I mean, because you're just starting. Right. But my enthusiasm was there and my I loved doing something different because I never felt the same each show. I was like, ah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. And I never was afraid. And then when I got to New York, I ran into Colin Quinn and Attell and um, Chappelle and Geraldo. These were, I was around them all the time. It was me and Burr. You know, and I would be like, I loved Colin Quinn because he was so prolific. He always do a new shit and and a tell and in me and it would just be like and then I would have a tell help me out with jokes. He always helps me out with shit. He goes, Yo, you know what you should do with that? And then uh, and then um Colin Quinn would help me out with shit and said, Yo, this is what you need to do with this joke. Just structure this. Da, 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 da. I got all that from them. And I was like, cool. He's like, cause you're always changing up your shit. You're always doing new shit. And I'm like, yeah, I I can't help it. And so, like when I'm on the road, people will see me do six different hours. Powerful hours, not like bullshit. It's like bam, bam, bam. And they go, you just did a whole new hour and it murdered. I go, because I work at this shit all the time. So then it's not so much riffing, it's writing so much. It's writing you... so much and then I'm and that muscle that I have, mm. because there's a guy by the name of Alan Havey, good friend of mine, veteran comic, Alan Havey, got me into the DC Improv. Thank you, Alan Havey. He is a master at, um, at um, like um, Jay Okerson and, and Ian Bagg, Master of, of crowd work. Right. You watch Ian Bag, you go, God yeah. damn. Mm-hmm. And I know Ian in New York before he came here. Yeah, yeah, he's from Canada. He's, he's sat where hey, he's what's up, now. buddy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 know, I know these cats, man. Yeah, sure. Very well. Right. We were comic strip comics. We were comic strip before we went downtown in New York. Me, Tom, Pop, all of us. I, when I, because he's that good at crowd work. Like, I'm good at crowd work, but I'm, that's not my thing. I'll mess it, but I like to do material. That motherfucking Ian, he'll do an hour. Hey, what's your name, buddy? Ah, good. Yeah. Good night. Mm. Jay Okerson. Good oh, night. my God. Like, hey, what's your deal, bud? Oh, yeah, really? Boom. Bap, 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 bap. Alan Havey. Nasty with it. Yeah. It's a muscle. Everybody has a different muscle. There's one-liners. There's mm-hmm. storytellers. There's scenario plus storytellers. All that. And... And my style was always doing new shit, and I'm very conversational. So people would be like, did you just make that shit up? I would do stuff where I say, yo, I just was, well, who's the dude in the back? That, and I would just, I just, it just came. Because there's a thing in, in, 
with the brain. I took brain anatomy. I had my degree in psychology, so I, I, I was that. a pre-med psych major. Mm-hmm. So brain anatomy. My thing is this. There's, there's this thing where phenomena kicks in. It's something you can't explain. Okay. Because I've done jokes where I just riffed and I go, how the fuck did I do that? That's from working that part of my brain so much that phenomena kicks in. Uh-huh. It's almost like Napoleon Hill said that. Uh, you know who I listen to. I love to listen to all these motivational people. Napoleon Hill. I, I know the name. I don't know who he is. Think and Grow Rich. He wrote it in the 1940s. Okay. He's a motivation. He he helped. Uh, and he he was a mentor to Andrew Carnegie, to the the, the Roosevelt. You got to look him up on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the most famous book. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, yeah. Like a Vincent Peale kind of Norman Vincent, Vincent Peale. Norman guy. Vincent yeah, yeah. Peale. We have a statue on him on Fifth Avenue. Norman Vincent Peale. I have his book. All those books. Yeah. Um. Was it Neville Goddard? Um, Earl Nightingale, all those guys. I kind of like that stuff too, and it's fine. None of it ever I, really sinks in. I just I, like. I, I know it just keeps mean, on pointing I, you in the right. And I keep on listening to it just to. Yeah. But it's they're saying the same thing. But this one thing poignant that, um, um, oh God, that um Napoleon Hill said. He said, and he talks real old. I believe you, me. I know, and I, <laughs> you know. And he goes, "There's a time when you keep practicing these things. That phenomena kicks in. The divine, a divine intervention. He, he's fucking right." Because when I'm, because what I was doing, let me tell you what the average amount of shows I was doing in New York City, me, Robert Kelly, like we would literally do at least between five and seven shows a night. Do the math. Seven times seven is 49. And on the weekends, we do eight to nine shows a night. You're doing 40 to 50 shows a night. How many weeks in the year? 52. Let's say 40, just 40 weeks of that intense phenomena kicks in after you've you've done that you specialize that part of your brain your brain starts to it just starts to do this automatic thing where it just gives you shit you that you go how the fuck did i do that mm-hmm. it's like basketball players it's like people who paint i have people who paint they go dude i don't i just fucking it's because you worked on that specialized part of your brain uh-huh. and the brain and phenomena kicks in which you're I you're reminding explain. me basketball is exactly what i was thinking of mm-hmm. it used to be an ad it was like uh as an NBA ad in the 90s, maybe the early 2000s, yeah, yeah. that had, I forget who the basketball player was, side-by-side side with uh, Wynton, Mar- Wynton Marsalis. Oh, wow. And Wynton Marsalis is talking about, I do drills. I do this drill. Mm-hmm. I'm running scales. I'm yep. running scales. I'm yep. running scales. I'm yep. running scales. Yep. I do this drill. I'm bu- 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 And he goes, and then one day after 12 years, <laughs> this meets that and happens and I didn't make that but that was the byproduct and and I think that they were doing it with like Ivers and cross Iverson crossovers where yeah. it's like if you learn your fundamentals long enough then, that, the, then the brain the it, come, it becomes nature not just a natural thing yeah. and then phenomenon kicks in it's it's a weird and it's and you know the brain is very unexplainable it's very difficult and I always say I have a joke where I go listen in my uh, my brain anatomy class, it was eight in the morning. It was a lecture. And the lady kept saying, it's only 10% of brain we use in neuroscience. We have all these. I go, I figured it out. I say, I know why we only use 10% of our brain because you're using your brain to figure it out. You figure, your, figure it out. The brain's not going to give you, let you figure it out. Right. That's why it gives you only 10%. Because yeah. it's like, motherfucker, you ain't going to figure me out with me. Well, yeah, the, the brain is not <laughs> and then the if task I, of figuring out the brain. But am I actually saying the right thing, though? The brain just gave me that knowledge. So mm-hmm. am I? are we actually saying the right shit? Because the brain is the thing that's controlling us to this say anything. Gotten, this has gotten very meta, and yeah. I have a, a seven-month-old baby. I don't sleep very much. I know. You don't play that shit. You're going to I'm no longer entirely sure what we're talking Tully, about. Tully, your name you know, sounds like a six-foot-five dude, though. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Oh, Yo, come you on. know Mike Tully? This guy's a heavyweight. I, dis- I strongly Mike disagree. Tully. I think Tully, I sound is, like, Tully sounds like, just sounds like a tough guy. Uh, there haven't <laughs> been a lot of those in my line, I don't think. I think I sound like the, 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 the exactly what 
what I am, which is like the the wisecracking piece of shit at the at the far end of the gang. Are you are you a wisecracking piece of shit? Kind of. Do you feel like you are? Yeah, I do. And that's actually something that I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about in okay. the time that remains. Yes. Um, I don't know if people. I know there are other. Uh, podcasts and yeah. radio shows that don't want to talk about you can get too much into the nuts and bolts of comedy and obviously yeah, I don't mind. alienate people Whatever. well I don't mind you don't mind no. I think the listeners might not care but I don't care <laughs> here's one of the issues that yeah. I see and I, and I was already going to ask you this for a different reason yeah one of the issues with doing stand-up is if you go into a town and... I looked at some reviews that you got from... Uh, I looked Are at you your, serious? Yeah. Oh, I don't look. I don't look at that shit. The reviews from Gold Star from you appeared at a, a Tommy T's in Pleasanton. Oh, back in the day. Uh, yeah, okay. I haven't been there like three or four years. They're great people. It doesn't... It, it's neither here nor there, but <laughs> the reviews... <laughs> You're hilarious, are man. From, I didn't know you had reviews. The review. I can. Yeah. I mean, we have a, a what, minute. What is it? What the is reviews it? are from people like Debbie and Virginia and Cheryl and and Lynn. And here's the question. And the problem, as I see it, is when you go there, these are people. A lot of times they're your fans, but a lot of yeah. times they're just people who are like stand up comedy. Sounds like fun. Let's have some right. drinks and let some guy or some lady right make us laugh. I have always felt like a funny person, but. Um, some people find me funny and then we hang out and other people are like that's not very funny and then we're not friends and it's not that I hate them it's not that I think they have terrible taste it's just not you know there's some bands that I like that you wouldn't like and vice versa when you go to the comedy club and they put your name up and they go pay $20 and get a two drink You're minimum this guy that. is going to make, make you it. laugh yes. that's a completely different responsibility from being wisecracking piece of shit Mike Tully Right. And one that I don't really think that I embrace. I don't really think I can be you guys because you 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 are comfortable with everybody in this room is about to laugh and I'm going to make it happen. And if this trick doesn't do it, I know a thousand more. I can yes. pretty much guarantee that it's yes. what is going to happen. Yes. yes. I mean, first oh, of yeah. all, <laughs> when you're going, I mean, I don't know what the reviews were. Okay. Uh, I'd love to hear something. I bought tickets for my husband's birthday. The jokes were hilarious. I laughed so hard. I thought I might pee my pants. Five stars from Cheryl. You're doing great. Um, <laughs> He's about to kill me. Go ahead. Debbie. <laughs> may have spoken to a manager or two oh, in her time. Oh, I love your face right now. I um, wish you guys could see his face. It's this so was funny. a terrible show. Good. All about his views as a... Black man. Wait for it. Black man. That's a bit right. arrogant, not the least bit funny. Uh, I, I even considered walking out. Oh, why not? Why um, didn't you? Virginia had a, an insider's take his timing was off subject matter could have been really good but he kept stopping in his routine and telegraphing the punchline i don't know i don't I, even know i don't even i, I don't, don't even know yeah i think she was being a little too like pundit mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, maybe maybe yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. and um no i mean everybody else uh everybody no people don't necessarily want the political commentary that's okay well political because it's race <laughs> it, it, maybe I don't even remember because it's Tommy T's. I haven't been there in a minute. No, I know. I know. But anytime it's political, it's just race. I just bring up race. I got yeah. you. No, and, and and Lynn Lynn loved you. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> Definitely see you again. Five stars. Private. Listen, listen, I, I cherry picked out the weird my, my, ones. Obviously, right. right. Yeah. I love. I love. Listen. I think it's great that someone's like gross. I mm-hmm. think it's amazing. I've said. I I rarely have people little walk out, but I've sometimes when people walk out, they could be using the bathroom. That's happened. Where you go, man, fuck you then. They're like, no, I was going to the bathroom. But, oh, I, yeah, but, sure. but I, oh, I'm okay with people leaving because they go, what are you mad about? I, I love, I love, I would love to like have people that walked out and just have a post-mortem with them. Just be like, hey guys, 
I know you guys walked out. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. And so, what's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, the political thing. What's the political thing? I, I was talking about race. Yeah. So you don't do. You, you don't think that you do like mm-hmm. Trump jokes or anything? I, I, like that? I do. What was I doing Trump back? Wait, this is because I haven't been to Tommy T's in about three years. Yeah. So, and um, do you do I, Trump? I, I, I do. do Trump I jokes? imitate Trump, and it's hilarious. I go, you people are great. I don't care who cares who you are. I do, I do a good Trump. Yeah, because I do cartoon. I do voices on the Trump cartoon on Showtime. I do, I do Obama and um, Cory Booker. Yes, you know, and my Trump is actually better than Trump guy. The guy that's doing Trump because I want to challenge him because it's it's okay. It's not that great. So I do Trump. Uh-huh. So my Trump is mainly imitating him. His politics. I actually compliment him. I go. Yo, Trump, he kind of pimped that shit. He's kind of a funny guy. I kind of go the opposite way about Trump. Oh, he's an asshole. We know that. I talk I talk about how he took away the election. I talk about how funny he is. I talk about his honesty that I appreciate, that he's waking us up. So I don't know. See, it's hard to say because I don't know what I was talking about. But yeah, most no, of the time, yeah. if I talk about politics, it's not really about politicians. I'm not really that excited about politics. That's boring shit. I either talk about Obama being the easy shit because I can do Obama. And... I um do it's usually race stuff. Like I'll talk about the Klan. I love talking about Ku Klux Klan because that shit exists. So you're mad at me because of what white supremacy has brought that is torturing my folks. Right. So it's like I said, it's the, well, you know, that's not what they would say. But but right, of course not. But when they go political, whenever white a lot of times, whenever white people are uncomfortable, it's always because you're talking about race and what their people have done to you. So they're like, I was a little comfortable. What are you uncomfortable about? I don't dislike you any. I just I. You're a customer, but I got to talk mm-hmm. about, I talk about what's my pain. I just, I was just stopped by the cops for no reason. Can I talk about that? Right. I don't, what do you, I, okay. I always say, well, what do you want me to talk about? Like, since you got it all down and figured out and I've been working on this shit for years and my, about my life, what do you think I should talk about today? I mean, give, I would mm-hmm. love customers to go here, here's a, here's a sheet. You here, give me, you give here, me a menu. Here, here's a menu. And I was like, let me do what you asked me to talk about and see how excited they get about it. Uh-huh. That would be fair. But I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's everybody, people have a right to not to like me. They have everywhere. We are. Well, if you're po- going there too, because you know, but, the, you, you all, yeah. well, okay, you know, dinner party, don't talk about politics or religion. You're just bound to be somebody that. that Unless I'm doing a corporate gig and they go, and I see the money, I go, they don't talk about that. Okay. Right. Uh, but if I'm in a comedy club and my post is on there, I talk about what the fuck I want. Oh yeah. And some people get mad when you use profanity. Some people get mad when you talk about dogs. Some lady got mad because I talked about a dog. I said I wasn't even talking about. I was talking about the owners fuck the dogs up, not the dogs. It's the owners that fuck the dogs up. And even if you they did can, fuck a dog, fuck a dog, dude, I'll fuck a dog for real. I don't think I. But would I fuck wouldn't a dog. either. No, yeah. you're right. But fuck dogs. <laughs> but, but but they get mad over. It's not even just the political. They yeah. get mad over everything Everybody's now. Very so touchy. they need to stay out of comedy clubs. Yeah, well, stay there's out. that too. Stay out of comedy. There's clubs. that too. The Trump and that's funny. breeding. That's breeding the phony comics that I'm talking about that are that are kowtowing and not really being real. If you're a clean comic. And you're really truly that person. You're yeah. I'm clean. That, that, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But I there's think, a, I think Pete Lee's really like that. Pete Lee is awesome. Yeah. And Pete Lee's an angry dude. Do not get it twisted. I know Pete. I know Pete since he was a, a fucking uh, feature. That's my buddy. I love Pete Lee. And Pete has. Oh, Pete is in there with it. Okay. And he's funny. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's funny. Yeah. I think we have to go. I've sort of uh, lost okay. track of Yo, time. this was great. You, Do I, can I come back? Yeah, absolutely. Next Sweet. time you're in LA, come on by at okay. Godfrey Comedian, GodfreyComedian.com. And of course, the Godfrey. That's my, that's my uh, Instagram is uh, Comedian Godfrey. 
Yeah, Comedian Godfrey. And Godfrey Comedian is my Twitter. It's so bad. Godfrey Complex. Uh, no longer the power hour because now it's two. It's two hours. Godfrey Complex, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Urban Views, Channel 126. And my podcast is in Godfrey We Trust on the Gas Digital Network, 9-ish on Tuesdays, Eastern Time. Subscribe, download it on iTunes, and all that good stuff. I appreciate it. This Time was fucking podcast. awesome, Thanks, dude. Thanks, buddy. Right on. Take Peace. Care.